All right, so I did a, um, a meeting with one of my office managers the other day, and I just wanted to share this with you because I think this is really important. Uh, this is Dr. Rob Marvenko, and this is the Lazy Doctor podcast. And I want to do one of these every week because I think it's really important that some of the doctors that I work with hear this information. It's a way to grow our practices really quickly. One of the things that I always say is there are three things that we want to focus on as business owners. We want to focus on one, a constant flow of new patients. So when I help doctors with a, with getting regular patients in the door and getting those people arrived, I think it's one of the most important things that I can do. The second thing is, is getting people to understand how important it is to enroll patients in what it is that we recommend for their care plan. So, you know, when a patient comes in, there's what they think and there's, there's what we think that they need. So we have to make sure that we're educating a patient and getting them to actually uh, accept the amount of visits, the amount of time it's going to take for their condition to get better, and the amount of money that they have to pay. And then the third thing that I always say that's really important is that we work with our staff to make sure that we are on a regular basis training our staff uh, making sure that they're as passionate as we are so, you know, they can support us in, in a practice that's, you know, really a, achieving the best that it can possibly achieve. And we can't do that alone. We really can't. We need our staff. So one of the things that I want to do with the podcast today is I want to make sure that you guys understand the importance of sitting down and diagnosing what's happening with your office and clearly seeing what is needed and wanted to uh, support uh, your stats going in the right direction. Um, I know I worked, you know, in an office for years and sometimes I was looking at the wrong thing or I was frustrated about the wrong thing. And when you sit down and you know that, you know, you are uh, coordinating and you're getting those numbers on a regular basis, the, the amount of collections that you're taking in every week, you should know the gross collections. Uh, you should definitely be recording that. You should definitely be uh, recording the number of people that actually pay you in advance for your services. Now, a lot of doctors will tell me, they'll say, Doc, I'm not charging people in advance for my services, but what are you collecting every week? Whether it's across the counter uh, with your front desk person or if it's a person in the back that you're yeah, getting people to pay for services, what are you collecting every week? You know, what are your insurance collections every week? You have to make sure that you understand and know those numbers. So, you know, the big number is the gross collections that comes into your practice uh, on a regular basis. But the thing that I think is really important here, and you know, many doctors don't really see and they don't understand, is making sure as far as that they see the difference between that passive money that comes in, right? If you deliver a service and your insurance company is going to pay you $20 for that service and you just have to wait for it, well, that's a passive collection, right? Um, if you are sitting there and saying to a patient that you're going to need services that aren't actually covered by insurance, well, that's more of an active collection. 
So you want to be focusing on active collections. I, I believe that, you know, in order to have a successful practice, and I talk to a lot of doctors about this, is if, you ha- if you're not focusing on those services that are not covered uh, by insurances, you're missing out on a lot of money. So you want to make sure that you have a cash service. So many doctors will reach out to me and they'll say, you know, hey, how can I get a really good cash service for my practice? And I, and I tell them, I say, well, one of the things that I always recommend patient, uh, doctors to do is to make sure that you get something that you're passionate about, right? You know, that you really believe patients need. I, I love it if it's not, co- you know, covered by insurance. I really love that when it's not covered by insurance uh, because then you can go and collect that money from the patient. So when you're looking at stats, you want to look at what money are you collecting, right, that's passive meaning you delivered that service, the money's gonna come in. You had a personal injury case, the person came in, you know, your, your insurance person sending out those bills, that's an easy one. But then you have active collections, meaning those copays that you're going after, uh, those people that come in and say, hey, you know, I, I want you know to do 25 visits with you, or you're sitting down and you're doing a report of findings, and hopefully you are, and you're encouraging that person uh, to do the care plan that you want them to do, right? Because you have two different things going on. A patient comes in with a condition, and they have an idea in their mind what they believe they need, and then you have what you believe that patient needs, and it's educating that patient for them to understand, you know, we don't not only want to get you, you know, that acute care that you need, but we want to get you that rehabilitative care, that maintenance care, and then you educate that patient on how important it is to follow through with their care plan. We do a lot of services, uh, and I want to help you uh, with those services. Uh, as far as uh, the report of findings, I think it's one of the most uh, beneficial things you can work on as a doctor is uh, continuing to redefine your port- report of findings. I call it a new patient experience because I do believe that when a patient comes to you and they're looking for uh, help with their condition, uh, you want to make sure that they have an experience that is going to take them through Uh, a position where they can actually make the best decision for their health and it necessarily doesn't mean that they're gonna you know just do what their insurance covers I think that's important for you to understand uh, that you have to be able to take that on actually educate a patient so they understand that it's important you know for them to part with money in order to get the health that they deserve. So when you talk about a report of findings, that's what that means. I think it's important, you know, to really know that the difference. It's really easy to treat uh, patients' insurances. If a patient comes in, they have a condition, and you look and you say, "Oh, okay, this patient is going to be twelve visits, and their insurance is going to pay in full." Well, that's really simple. But what if you believe that they need twenty-four visits, and those twelve visits that aren't paid by insurance is going to cost that person a thousand dollars? How comfortable are you with sitting down with that patient and discussing the fact that they need? this care and they need to pay the $1,000. So when we talk about collections and we talk about statistics, you have that passive money that's coming in, but you wanna make sure that you understand that there's a difference between those services that are paid by insurance 
that are going to be paid that you're going to collect over time and those co-pays, those deductibles that you're actually going after. And I work with a lot of doctors who are also charging for cash services. So if a patient comes in, they have a condition, let's take decompression, right? I do a lot of advertising for decompression. I help a lot of doctors get a lot of new patients in their office that have a chronic condition and uh, they can benefit from uh, decompression. So when they come in, decompression isn't covered by insurances. So we want to make sure that the doctor has the ability to go in and ask for that money that's not covered by insurance. And those are the collections that you want to be uh, you know, paying attention to. So when I speak to an office manager, and hopefully you're speaking to your office manager every week about the collections, about the number of patient visits, about the number of new patients that walk in the door, and the number of patients who accept those care plans. So for instance, when we talk about statistics, these are the numbers that we run. We run gross collections. That's the money that comes in the door uh, you know, from insurance companies, from PI cases, from ac- across the counter, co-pays, deductibles, the, the, the total money that comes in the door. And then what we do is we look at how much money is taken from those patients that are paying for care that your uh, clinic um, actually recommends. So if I sit down and I talk to a patient and I say, listen, you know, uh, patient, you have this condition and we're going to do this uh, care for you. Your insurance is going to cover $1,000 of this care and you're going to pay out of pocket 2000 So if that patient decides to pay that money up front that day, then we are going to make sure that we are calculating into our statistics that money that we bring in the door. So we want to make sure that we're looking at our gross collections, but also what money are we taking in the door that we asked for, right? Over-the-counter collections, uh, the day two, what I call like a day two collection, meaning we're sitting down, we're talking to a patient about our care plan, and we're saying to them, we're saying, okay, well, you know, your insurance is going to cover this, that's passive money, and your deductible is this, it's going to cost you $2,000 today. Do you want to pay that with check, cash, or credit card? So we have to make sure that we're looking at the statistics, we're diagnosing a condition correctly. Because think about it, if you are sitting down and you're talking to a patient about their back pain, you are you know, sitting down, you're looking at diagnosing and treating that back pain. If I'm sitting down and looking at your office and I'm saying, okay, I want to make sure that I get a clear picture of exactly what's going on in your office, and I want to make sure that I can diagnose and treat your office correctly, I'm going to ask you those questions. Uh, so I want you to reach out to me. I want you to say, hey, Dr. Rob, please, you know, uh, let's get on the phone. Let's discuss my office. Let's go over my practice because there's a lot of numbers that I'm not really clear about. I'm not, you know, sitting down and, uh, you know, really calculating those numbers of, you know, uh, money that's coming in the door through passive collections or active collections. I really don't really focus on how many new patients that I'm getting through my uh, maybe a referral program or through 
a social media program. I can help you with that. I can sit down and I can discuss those things with you. Those are the things that I do with doctors. I have a great practice evaluation uh, that's really inexpensive. And I do think that it covers a lot because what we do is we basically sit down and we diagnose what exactly is going on with your office and how we can actually create uh, a practice that is, you know, the practice that you were dreaming of when you started out. So many doctors I find, you know, after talking to seven to 10 doctors every week, so many doctors I find are really frustrated because it's not exactly what they signed up for. It's not exactly what they thought it would be. And uh, one of the biggest things I think that you can do is kind of stop that madness and, you know, kind of take a look and say, okay, well, what was that picture that I was looking for in the very beginning and why isn't it that? Uh, Because there is a reason, you know, that it's not. And, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I say to doctors all the time, uh, because I talk to seven to 10 doctors every every week and I tell them, I say, you know, listen, when you set out on this journey, you had a picture in mind, right? You, you had something that you thought was going to be your chiropractic office. And now it's not that. So what exactly, you know, got in the way of you getting there? And a lot of, a lot of doctors, they tell me, you know, they, they say, well, it's insurance companies. It's my area. People don't want the care. And I, I'm here to tell you that I have relationships with a lot of doctors, and there's a lot of doctors that are doing very well uh, with their practices. Uh, so it's not that, you know. I, I did a whole podcast on this, um, you know, and it's really important for you to understand uh, that you have to look at solutions. You have to look at how you can change things and don't focus on those things that you believe is stopping you from really, um, you know, having the practice of your dreams. So a lot of doctors will tell me, they'll say, no, doctor, you don't understand. I have a really weird area. Insurance companies don't want to pay. I have really high deductibles. You know, uh, you name it, I've heard it. And I don't need to go there because that's a lot of negative stuff. And um, my, my theory is this. If you really want to change your practice, you can. Period. The end. If you want to change your practice and you want to make it more profitable and you want to break into an area where you never thought was possible for your practice, you definitely can do it. It's just making a decision and saying, hey, you know, I want to take a look at this. And that's some things uh, that I help doctors with is taking a look at their practice and seeing, you know, exactly, you know, what was that initial picture you were looking for in the beginning? And then what happened to create what it is that you have now? And then what we do is we just go about it and, you know, change those things that you've been, you know, not able to change over the, you know, past Uh, several years. So I've been working with a lot of doctors and I love what I'm doing. Um, My social media programs are super great because, you know, think about it, doc. I know your experience, my experience is this. When I went out and I started doing uh, chiropractic and I started, you know, thinking about how am I going to get patients interested in what I do And, you know, on the weekends, I would go out and I would meet patients and I would greet patients and I would ask patients to come in. And now we're looking at something uh, that is automated, you know, with social media. You don't have to do a thing. I mean, you know, when you're home on the weekends and you come into your office and you have patients on the book, 
that have reached out and scheduled an appointment with you over the weekend, that's a pretty great thing. So social media is something that has really changed you know, what's happening as far as with uh, our businesses right now. Thank goodness we have it. I don't know how long we're going to have it. You know, doctors ask me that all the time. They say, you know, how long do you think we're going to have social media? And I have no idea, but I do know it's lucrative now. So jump in, do it. If you're not working with somebody and you're not using social media, please reach out to me because we do a lot uh, of um social media advertising for chiropractors. But one of the big things that that we work with, it's the training uh, on how to get those patients in the door. And as far as I'm concerned, a lot of ad companies, probably 95% of them don't understand the difference uh, between patients that are looking for you, they're searching for you, they Google you, uh, you know, they actually type in your name in a search bar and those patients that are out there that are suffering with conditions that you can help them with. There's a lot of people